Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Uh, I learned something interesting on TikTok today. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not. And let me say, I heard this on TikTok. I'll, I'll have to do more research, but it's just a pop culture thing. It's not like a science thing. So I feel like that's okay to be like, I heard this interesting thing on TikTok. I'll research it myself to see if it's true. But it's just it's just about a movie. So it's not like, you know, it's not like groundbreaking or shattering news. Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay to use TikTok as a reference for, right? I mean, I wouldn't like cite it in a, a, a paper of note, but yeah, I think that's fine. <laughs> in a peer-reviewed essay. Yes. No, 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 no. Nothing like that. No, just just to chat about. Uh, somebody was talking about the movie Idiocracy, mm. which we should probably talk about on the show at some point. Yeah. But not today. No, not, not today. today. That is not our topic today, but they were talking about Idiocracy and they mentioned that um, they read an article about the costuming that they were trying to figure out like a quick low budget uh, way to communicate like with their shoes, the shoes of the future. What will future shoes look like? And But they also need to look dumb, right? Because it's idiocracy. So the according to this, this person on TikTok, they were saying that the costumer found this brand new shoe company that had just started like marketing their product. And they thought, oh, these shoes look so dumb. These have got to be the shoes we wear in idiocracy future. Like in the dystopian future where everyone is not very smart, these would be the shoes we would wear. And that is why if you watch the movie Idiocracy, everyone in the future is wearing Crocs. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh no. I know. Wait, really? Look at pictures. Look right now at pictures of them in the future when they're in like, Look at their cro- look. They're wearing Crocs because they look kind of, at the time they thought these sort of look futuristic. They've got the holes in them and stuff, but impractical, I guess, was their thought. Now, I am not hating on Crocs. Uh, my children adore Crocs. I just bought Justin a pair of Margaritaville themed Crocs <laughs> for Father's Day. Don't now, anyone those... tell him, please don't spoil the surprise for him because he I know he'll love listen them. to your show. Probably not. Wow. I don't listen to his, so. Oh. Wow. wow. Um, no, but I, so this is not me saying Crocs. I am not saying Crocs look dumb. I am not saying there's any ro- problem with Crocs. They're not exactly my flavor of shoe. I either like a sandal or a chuck. I don't like the kind of in-between business. That's just me. But um, so this is not a judgment on Crocs. <laughs> no, I, I feel like, but, wait. like Crocs wait. are such... A cultural whiplash for me because they came out. Everyone was like, the consensus is these are silly, right? These are silly, <laughs> silly shoes. And then I feel like it wasn't like, oh, something like is not cool in the 80s and then the 90s decided it's cool. It was like immediately the youth was like, nah, Crocs, those are amazing. Love and now, them. like, everybody wears Crocs. Also, tons of people in the service industry wear, like, every chef I know wears Crocs because they're oh, incredibly medicine, comfortable to work in. <laughs> very popular in medical fields and healthcare fields. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't think that's the the less smart person's shoe of the future. I think Me neither. Yeah. I remember they got I mean, they first became like a a thing when I was younger, like a mm-hmm. bigger thing, because I remember having some and then getting all the little charms yeah. that Gibbets. go into them, the gibbets or whatever. Um and then they <laughs> went away for 
for a minute of the from the cultural mainstream not like went away entirely and now they're back back with vengeance i remember the first time charlie showed me her crocs i was like oh my gosh when when did they come back they they're big they're huge now and again like this is not i am passing no judgment on crocs i think they're fine i think if you like Crocs, go for it, man. I don't. I don't think it has anything Sydney's to do with your intelligence. opinion on Crocs. They're fine. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I, I think I don't think it, it is any statement about how smart or not smart you may be that you wear Crocs. I think what it's a statement on is that you like Crocs. I think that's all I can tell about you from wearing Crocs. Yeah. you must but, like Crocs. So they, they did make the accurate prediction that it would be a popular shoe in the future, mm-hmm. just not not yes. in the, the same way they intended it. All right, exactly. I thought By that was the way. Those Margaritaville Crocs, I saw a TikTok of someone wearing theirs, and there's a gibbet on one of them that's a shot glass, and they used it as a functional shot glass and like poured a liquor in it and then picked up their shoe and did a shot out of it. Because um, I mean, it's not like on the ground, you know, like it sticks up from well, the top of it. So I guess in theory, like if you had just the gotten them, if you had just gotten them and they were new, but the other one has a bottle opener on it. No. The, the other the one has a bottle opener on it. Yeah, oh, like I, a real bottle opener. Okay, if you're disgusted by the shot glass that has been floor adjacent, then you should also be disgusted by the bottle opener that is floor adjacent. I don't even like uh, the... You know the hats that have the bottle opener on them? I'm not even on board with that, because I don't dad know. Has one of those. I, as someone with a lot of dandruff, I'm like, no, you don't want to drink your beer in proximity of my scalp. I don't want to drink a beer that's that's been up there one <laughs> one time um when i was when i was younger and i was uh in scotland i saw a guy on a train open a bottle of beer with his teeth oh i've done that that it was like the epi- I, I remember i was i was young and i remember looking at this guy open this beer bottle with his teeth and i was like there's my dream man right there <laughs> there he think, is do you think justin now would would do, would do no. that? No, are you kidding? Justin, Justin has uh, Justin uses Sensodyne. He has sensitive teeth. He can't do that. Soft tooth boy. No, it was one of those. It, it's listen. As you, we're all evolving. Cindy, what you've just said about your husband on a podcast that's going to be listened to by many people, but not him. <laughs> I mean, he does use Sensodyne. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. He just has sensitive teeth. Well, no, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just when in response to me saying like, oh, that was your dream man who opened a beer bottle with his teeth. Could your husband do that? You were like, no, he uses Sensodyne. <laughs> well, I also My grew husband up, could never. <laughs> I also realized that like the, the number one thing I'm looking for in a partner is not ability to open beer bottle with his teeth. Um, and I think that there's an evolution sometimes when you grow up and you're not sure about your sexuality where sometimes you start to realize like, I didn't want to be with that guy. I wanted to be the kind of person who could open a beer bottle. I wanted to be that. I wanted to look cool, grab a beer, pop it open with my teeth and have people think it was cool and maybe a little sexy and like. I felt like that wasn't something like, especially back then, like, I'm a girl. I can't, I'm a, a girl can't, like, do that, you know? So I think it was, you know, it's like that yeah. evolution. That describes, like, most of my young relationships, where it's like, oh, no, I've successfully, <laughs> successfully become your partner, but really, I just want to steal a hoodie and leave. 
<laughs> I just wanted to be like, I saw qualities in you that I wanted to be like, mm-hmm. and I yeah. didn't know how to interpret that. So I interpreted, my brain saw it as I was attracted to you mm-hmm. and I was attracted to that quality and wanted to also have that quality. It's, it's amazing when you grow up and you realize I can open my own beers with my own teeth. Mm-hmm. No, well, Sydney, do you open your own beers with your own teeth now? I, I don't. <laughs> It, it's, I, I feel like it would be damaging to them. It's yeah. just it's a fulcrum situation. You don't really have to apply that much pressure. You just have to get the right angle. But I know. need to. I feel no, like no, if no, I, no, 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 I need to like once because I feel like if I die without opening a beer bottle with my teeth, that'll be something that will like bother me. Like in my final moments, I'll be thinking like just one. You couldn't do one. You can't. You can't in front of your kids after the amount of times I've looked at them and said teeth aren't tools. Because they use them to open everything and every time I say, what are you doing? And they just have the baby teeth. They don't even have the real ones yet. Justin will say, if they say that to him, because now they repeat that, teeth aren't tools. When he's trying to open something for them, some small plastic thing that's mm-hmm. also wrapped in plastic that you have to peel the plastic off of. And, there's and he'll, say, plastic. he'll say, do you want me to open it or not? <laughs> and uh, now <laughs> if you say teeth aren't tools to Cooper, she'll say, do you want me to open it or not? Oh God, I love that. <laughs> Little sponges. Um. Anyway. Anyways. Uh. Again, can I just say, like, I am not hating on Crocs. I have no issue with Crocs. Nobody's I, hating I, on Crocs. I come from a Croc embracing family, so. Not. I would like to note, not our family. Your, your family. <laughs> your family is a Croc embracing yeah. family. I, no. Yeah. I would like all... to put that distinction out there. I don't have anything against Crocs. I would not necessarily say that our core. Family is a croc embracing family. Mm-mm. No, but I mean that's no. No, no shoe judgment. I mean I'm I'm I yeah. wear docks every day, like on like twelve hour service shifts. When I get to the end of the day, I'm like, why are my legs so sore? Oh, did you wear like ten pounds of shoe all day? <laughs> did you wear just weights as shoes? That's that's why your ti- your le- your feet are tired. <laughs> I get to the end of my day and I'm like, why are my ankles so sore? And it's because I wore my paper shoes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what smart shoes are, but they don't look cool. Is the problem? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not. That's not what we're talking about. Um, if you were, no. if you wear Crocs, you might. I was afraid you might have felt singled out oh. by my story. <laughs> that is that, that good. Is that the we make puns now? Is that the is that the move for I, the segue? I, I mean, usually our segue is, is not. A good segue. So that was. It's true. I think that's what a segue is. I mean, it wasn't is. good. I know it feels it unfamiliar is. because we never <laughs> do it successfully. Good job, uh, Sid. Thank you. Thank you. We're talking about Singled Out. Um, this is a dating show that started in 95, I believe. Uh, so um, I, I don't. I think it's interesting because, first of all, there were dating shows obviously well before Singled Out, like the the dating game and stuff, like back from like the 60s, right? Yeah. Like there was a moment where like dating shows were really popular and then they kind of went away because I was thinking like what other dating shows were people watching before Singled Out? I mean, this was before any of the like popular dating shows we watch now. Um, Certainly, bef- I, I mean, this even predates like The Bachelor and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so like it, it was this weird, like MTV started this weird, uh, totally 
inappropriate, problematic, (laughs) (laughs) sexist, upsetting dating show that was very, very popular for a short period of time in the 90s. Um, It was hosted initially by Chris Hardwick and Jenny McCarthy. Later on, Carmen Electra would take over for Jenny McCarthy when she got her own show. And, And I won't get into it right now, but it was rebooted in 2018. Yeah. It was? Yeah, I, also, I, I didn't know that until we were. I was researching this, and I watched a couple of those episodes. That's a, that is a odd premise, some of the details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the premise of Singled Out, if you never watched it. And Tate, did you watch it with me? Because I was obsessed with it for a while. I, I watched a lot of it, whether with you or on my own. I remember watching it often. It <laughs> I was, forgot the I dynamic know. of it, but yeah. Yeah, and I don't know why. Like, I don't know why I was so obsessed with it. I try to remember, like, what was it... As I was re-watching these episodes, I was thinking, what was it about this that my... I mean, you know, I would have been 12 when this show (laughs) came out. Well, how many years was it on? Well, like, not that It was on until, what, 98 or something? Yeah, so not... Hold on, let me double check. And like I said, I know it was it was rebooted um, in 2018, yeah. and I don't think... June of 95 to May of 98. I don't yeah. know why I watched so much of it being that I would have been 10? What, 9? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I... for two years as a reboot. Mm-hmm. The reboot was on for almost as long as the original show. How did I not know? Kiki Palmer hosted it. Yeah. How did I not know that was a it thing? Was a reboot on YouTube, and then there was a plan to bring it back again... On Quibi, but... Yeah, I think now it's on Quibi. Is Quibi... It said Quibi Presents when I was watching the trailer. Is it... Oh, so Quibi is extant? (laughs) 2018 to 2020. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's... Two seasons. But, so the original show, the premise was very simple. You have one person who is the contestant who's looking for a date, and then you have like 50 singles behind them. And they don't get to look at them until the very end. Uh, And so they are whittled down through a series of rounds. Like first, there's a board where you just pick like, it's like a two choice or sometimes three choice question, like um, height. And basically you're picking short or tall, but they have to come up with like a clever thing Mm -hmm. to say. Like you can't just say short or tall. Lumberjacks are little snacks. Yeah, something That's like that. That's a good exactly. one. <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. I liked the one that was age, and it was underwear or under rouge. <laughs> I was the, like, that feels like not a great question. Yeah, th- there was another one that was Wednesday or Morticia that was age. And I was like, well. You mean a child? Mm, yeah. The guy chose well, Morticia. The, so In one good, of those, yeah, when they chose the older age, I I believe the comment was made like you want to stay out of jail or something like yeah. that. And I was like, what is oof? Oh, <laughs> it's <man>. The '90s. <laughs> the girl that picked Underoos, to be fair, was 18. They so I I don't think anyone was on the show that was under 18. I think it was 18 yeah. and up. But I think the, yes. it was a range from like 18 to like late 20s. Yeah. Well, I. I read one article that said that they had to be university students or they would make some exceptions if you were like uh, in the military, but of Mm. university age, Mm. which also seems kind of discriminatory because what if you're in the right age group and you just decided not to go to college? Yeah. (laughs) 
Huh. But that was how they picked them. Also, like they, but, people uh, uh, much older can be university students. I don't know how that works yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is, and I don't know. I didn't. I didn't dig into this part. I wonder if they didn't just recruit from college campuses. Is, no, that's so. why no. they yeah. did that. Is like that's where they found contestants. They went mm-hmm. to college campuses because um, MTV used to do that. They came to Marshall once. They invaded did our you, campus. Did you get rec- recruited for? A did you get singled out? Uh, no, I didn't get to do any of the. I went like on campus they they had like out on the quad they did game shows and things and i was there in the audience like i watched them but i didn't get chosen to do anything i i also wasn't really trying to be fair <laughs> to get chosen for any of the competitions they didn't do singled out that was that would have been way later well not way later but later um that is how i got to see garbage in concert though cool that's they came to huntington as part of mtv's campus invasion wow and lit came to Huntington and the band lit (laughs) I have seen that band that is a lineup lit and garbage (laughs) I know I enjoyed garbage more personally um anyway so so they uh, they they whittle them down first they do these sort of questions like this or that kind of questions and they get rid of people and finally they get down to just a handful of contestants and they ask them like scenario questions like tell me how you would answer this question or what would you say to me in this scenario or whatever. Um, And then they whittle those down to like the final three. And then it's just a series of like this or that questions and they move closer if they answer, if their answers match kind of like dating game style, you know, which of these two things do you like better? And if you pick the same thing, they move forward. And then finally the happy couple gets to meet and look at each other and go on a date that sounds spectacularly unimpressive every time. Mm -hmm. Did you all notice that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was one where they were like date? going snowboarding, which just, I don't know. Like, that's a lot to ask of me in this situation. <laughs> I would not want to win if that was the prize date. Well, I, that would be my nightmare date. The caveat that like there is a, a, a chaperone that is offered if, if desired by the contestants. Because no. I know like the host made that. a joke once because the, the, the guy that she picked was kind of a, I don't know. He had like orange hair. So it's like, oh, no, he's a weirdo. He has orange hair. And the host was like, oh, he, she's definitely going to be choosing that optional chaperone. <laughs> like, oh, OK. I mean, I feel like there should have been a mandatory. chaperone. Yeah. Yeah. For the 90s, the fact that they even thought about it is kind of impressive. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, I mean, most of the so in the first I was watching some of the like the first episode and the first few episodes that they aired and the dates are like it sounds like you're just going to like a local restaurant i mean it really it sounds like you two get tickets to longhorn steakhouse (laughs) free meals and we'll pay for the cab there like i mean it's it's like maybe maybe that was them being realistic in that like you know in the bachelor like they don't start off going on the most spectacular dates but as they get towards the end and it's the people that like oh you might like propose to then they get the real fancy stuff maybe that was just mtv being realistic like these people are probably never going to speak to each other or see each other ever again let's not let's not go crazy on spending money on a date for them they don't really know each other this is all for fun yeah can i can i tell you how hard i tried to find if any couple I can't find well the internet can't tell me I mean like no one I didn't find an article that said absolutely not of course not why are you even asking but 
I couldn't find like that. No one has tried to f- figure this out. I would love to know if there was there's got to be one, right? Like one couple who like their story. God, I want to meet those people. Our story is that we were matched up on singled out and we're married and have grandchildren. I want to hear that story. <laughs> I just never saw any of the couples in the episodes I watched look that enthused no Mm -mm. like none of them ever looked like oh wow this is a great this is a catch i'm lucky yeah it's almost like picking a mate based on um how hairy their (laughs) chest may or may not be (laughs) isn't a great way to go well and then there was like that weird was it like a running joke that there was like an actor that was supposed to be like a gross guy that they'd have in with the other men and there was always a question that like weeded him out Oh mm-hmm. yeah! Like, because there was one episode I was watching, and one of the categories was warts, and the two answers were here or there, and then everywhere. And she said, "I don't want someone that's covered in warts, so get rid of everywhere." And there was this one guy that was like, "Oh, that's me," and it's like, but then he popped up in a future episodes. I'm like, "Oh, that's just that's a a bit, like that's just a bit they do." A, who 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 came up with that bit? <laughs> well, I I imagine. It would be interesting to hear about how it was produced because since like you don't know what the contestant's going to answer, but you need a certain number left, but not too many left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody was doing some advanced math to figure that out. You know, Nobody they, was yeah. like. <laughs> do you think you do know, though? Like, do you think they ask the people that are going to answer the question or like, you know, the, the data up front, like fill out this. That could be. Maybe, true, you yeah. know questionnaire and like they don't know the exact questions that they're going to be asked but like they at least answer because i mean they're different usually in like a lot of the episodes right like the first you know board of questions yes um yeah so like maybe they just give them like a big list and they just know their answers to what they possibly could be i feel like there has to be some pre-planning that goes in there because there's no way it would just magically work out that well every time yeah no and I'm, I'm sure usually you get rid of like tons up front like the first I'm, two or three I'm sure all the contestants have submitted, like all the people in the dating pool have submitted all their answers ahead of time too. Yeah. And like, I mean, I don't know. There's got to, there's got to be something or maybe there's like stuff we're not seeing where there's someone moving around throughout them and going like, actually, no, you're, you are tall. (laughs) Like, sorry. (laughs) I I know you didn't think you were or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there has to be a little bit of manipulation that's going on. Well, yeah, they wear their stats on their chest. So I'm sure there's some like. I don't know how they measure all that. Like, like quantitatively, are you hairy or not? Take off your shirt. Yeah. I did wonder if for some of those, like, on the age one, if they told them, like, before you answer, we're just going to tell you, if you're 18 to 24 or whatever, you're young. If you're over 24, you're going to pick the older one. Like, they have to tell them something like that, or else you're going to end up with a, I don't know, the oldest guy there picking, he's, you know. A young guy just just for funsies yeah no i think you're right i think they must give them ranges like with height too mm-hmm. yeah. or hair <laughs> but you can't with like their questions like how committed are you you know mm-hmm. are you in it for the long haul or uh, or are you a minute man <laughs> like the career goals being join the circus or buy the circus that was one i thought was amusing like those are <laughs> <laughs> different career goals very different <laughs> Um. Yeah, I saw somebody doing the least or doing the most. Mm-hmm. Doing the least. Somewhere um, in between, please. <laughs> all right. Uh, I want to talk about because there was some there were some celebrities uh, occasionally on Singled Out. But um, before we do that, let's check the group message. 
So uh, first of all, this week, I want to talk to you about StoryWorth. We've talked about StoryWorth before on this show. It's just a wonderful service. Um, basically, it's online, and it helps you and your loved ones preserve memories, stories, um, just all kinds of like kind of anecdotes and things from your family history or your, or your loved one's personal history that you might not think to ask or know about them, uh, but, but questions that you want to know. Um, and, and sometimes you don't know all the things, you know, the cool stuff like in your, you know, if you're talking about a parent or a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle stuff, you might not think to ask about specific instances in their history, um, but it really can help you get to know them better. And you might find out something really cool. And StoryWorth can help you by actually providing some of those um, questions if you want them, you know, some some thought provoking things like what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? So uh, you you get all these questions, you send them StoryWorth, they'll send them to your loved one, they answer them, and then after a year, StoryWorth will compile them all in a uh, beautiful keepsake book. You can include photos if you want to, they can send those in too. And um, it's a wonderful gift, you know. If you think about, we've got some uh, Mother's Day is coming up. Father's Day is not soon after, but um, this would be a great thing. I know uh, our mom would really enjoy this, and uh, a lot of, if you have a mother figure in your life, this may be a wonderful gift uh, that you could give to them. Um, so, Taylor, if our listeners want to check out StoryWorth, what should they do? Well, give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you'll save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash stillbuffering. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash stillbuffering to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash stillbuffering. Uh, have you ever wondered why do we need things like laundry detergent to come in plastic? These big plastic jugs, they just end up in landfills, or worse, we know it's ending up in the ocean. We know that plastic is a major problem. We all have too much of it. We're all trying to find ways uh, to reduce the amount of plastic in the products we use. And EarthBreeze is there to help you do it. So EarthBreeze laundry detergent eco sheets look like dryer sheets, but they're not dryer sheets. They are liquidless laundry detergent that dissolve 100% in any wash cycle, hot or cold. You don't have to measure them. You don't have, there's no mess associated. They don't come in a big plastic jug. You just pull out one of the sheets, toss it in. You got your laundry detergent. How easy is that? The packaging is lightweight and biodegradable. So again, they're not coming in plastic. Uh, And it's great for all laundry lifestyles. So if you're like me and you really worry about things like scents and alcohols and things in there that might irritate your skin, I'm very sensitive to that. Their eco sheets are great for you. They're hypoallergenic. They're dermatologist tested. Um, and you still get a good clean. That's always a concern for me sometimes when I hear about products that are better for the environment. I want to know that they're they're still going to work, right? We still want to get our clothes clean. Um, and Earth Breeze makes sure to still be tough on stains, fighting odors, and making sure your clothes are clean while also providing you with a plastic-free laundry experience, uh, which is something we're all striving to do, right? To be... Uh, a little more aware and a little more conscious of these choices. And if there's an easy way that I can eliminate plastic, you know I'm going to go for it. So right now, switch from the old-fashioned goo to something new. Right now, our listeners can subscribe to EarthBreeze and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash buffering to get started. That's earthbreeze.com slash buffering for 40% off. That's earthbreeze.com slash buffering. So one of the things that I found absolutely wild 
was as I was searching for different episodes of Singled Out because I wanted to get to the Carmen Electra years. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, and I don't want to belabor these things. Like, there were a lot of people that we used to think were cool in the 90s, and then time and information has taught us otherwise. Jenny McCarthy is very anti vax, so you can probably guess what my personal opinions on that stance are. <laughs> that she's wrong. Yeah. Don't yeah. listen to her. I was say, that's not just you, Sid. I would think that's a I, I think that's a shared belief in most <laughs> of this podcast. I hope so. <laughs> yes. Uh so I was I was fast forwarding to the Carmen Electra years. I was um, I was worried. I was like, wait, what did Carmen Electra do? Is she cool? Is she okay? I, she listen, seems chill. I don't I, don't I think, know. as far as I know, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we've said this before on the show. You kind of like you when you get back to that time period, you almost don't want to mention anybody because anyway. Um, but I uh, I stumbled across an episode with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, as the contestant. Wow. And this was while Jennifer Love Hewitt was on Party of Five. So this was just like a like a special episode it, it it really struck me so riley to put this in perspective <laughs> at this moment jennifer love hewitt was a big deal she was a like not teen of course because she was well i don't know if she was 18 or 19 but you know i mean she was a young adult mm-hmm. kind of heartthrob she was very lovely everybody thought she you know she would have been in all the teen magazines for like yeah. what what cool hard candy nail polish she was wearing and <laughs> And all that. She would have uh, had some very cool, I don't know, diesel jeans or something that we would all be very envious of. Am I, I'm hitting the right sort of time period with this. Yeah. Anyway. I can <laughs> um, picture it. You, yeah. And like, here she is on this dating show on MTV, which while it was very popular, like the idea that Jennifer Love Hewitt would date any of these dudes who came on this dating show seemed... I mean, like, I can't... Can you imagine a corollary to that today? I don't know. I mean... Jennifer Lawrence on a dating show? Yeah. She's a little older, though. Or, like, Zendaya. Sure, yeah. Yes. Zendaya on a dating show? Because I was going to say, like, Taylor Swift, but again, that's a little bit older. (laughs) Yeah. But imagine not just Zendaya on a dating show, but going on a dating show that's kind of, like, like, more about a hookup kind of thing. Like, this isn't, like... Falling in. I mean, we don't really expect the couples on Singled Out that they're going to like get married. Well, and also it's not like it's not a dating show in the sense that like you're getting to know people really mm-hmm. or like anything meaningful. Not that The Bachelor is, but you know what I mean? Where at least there it's like there's the illusion that they're actually getting to know each other as people. This is very much just like, let's ask you six kind of sometimes gross questions about what kind of person you like. And then make you ask maybe even slightly more suggestive questions to them directly. It was tender on TV. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's exactly what it is. So, so, I mean, that's basically like, can you, I mean, like, it's weird. Like I was watching and I was thinking like, why would, why would Jennifer Love Hewitt's team want her to do this? But she's Jennifer Love Hewitt. It was probably, I don't know. Was it an image thing? <laughs> it, well, it was the Valentine's Day episode. So. Ah. Do you think that they actually went on a date after that? Or do you think Jennifer Love Hewitt said, listen, I'll do your show. I'm not going to date any of them. None of them are actually going to go on a date with me. But I'll sit in that chair and I'll do your show. I tried so hard to find out the answer to your question. (laughs) I tried so hard to dig into like... That she would not agree to that. I 
listen, for those of you out there who who like write giant dissertations on some piece of pop culture history, because I know you exist, because sometimes I find them and I read them and I'm fascinated. For people out there, where is my pop culture history on Singled Out that will answer these questions for me? What I need to know that situation. I was trying so hard and all I could find were articles where they were like, and can you believe Jennifer Love Hewitt was on there at one point? And that's it. And I need to know like why... Did she go on the date to the Hollywood ranch where they went horseback riding? Did that really happen? They gave them like a basket of fancy food to eat in the car on the way to the horseback riding. That in- It was like a basket of food that included caviar. So was she sitting in the back of a car eating caviar on her way to ride a horse with this random guy who was unsingled out? I mean, with like 10 bodyguards, maybe. <laughs> like, was that, is this real? I have to know. <laughs> Where is that history? Someone do it for me. I mean, it's not even like streaming anywhere, the old episodes. You just, you like, it was YouTube or bust. Oh, and the, I mean, like, it was rough. I'm somebody who, like, vi- video quality doesn't usually bother me too much because I grew up in the era when we watched VHS stuff and <laughs> nothing looked particularly clean or clear. Uh, some of those episodes, I was like, I cannot even see your facial feature. <laughs> Like, yeah, I started how did we kinda, watch this? I started kind of just listening to it like a podcast yeah. um, while I was like, it's hard doing to look at. It, it yeah. makes you feel like your vision has got like it's so fuzzy. It's like, is there something wrong with my eyes? Felt like I was watching a bootleg. Yeah. Like someone had like filmed it on their TV or like filmed it in their pocket, like while they were there watching the show or something. Ooh, I think a lot of them did because a lot of the episodes I watched oh, still had yeah. like the commercials from the TV, which was great. They did. Yes, Which I did. kept watching because that was so, it just added to the whole oh, yeah. aura. The the commercial, yes, I, I did the exact same thing. We probably watched the same episodes because I was watching the commercials too. And some of them I could remember. Like they, I, w- I would see it and I'd be like, whoa, oh my the God. Incredibly <laughs> sexy certs commercial. Those are yes. breath mints. Mm-hmm. Like, these, mm-hmm. these breath mints will make you make out with people in like a did, an icy tunnel. <laughs> Everything. Did you see the sexy pilot pen commercial? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like on the beach? Yes. Yeah. And it's just like, here's a hot lady in a bathing suit and all of the, they're just pens. They're just a bunch of pens, but the pens are all wearing like aviators and they're all like leaning forward and sweating as they look at this hot woman in a bikini. They're, they're like, I'm talking about writing pen, like a pen that you write with. <laughs> they're pens. Why, why okay. did we need a sexy bikini lady for pens? Here is something else that seems very 90s to me that I need to ask because all those commercials do feel very of of a moment mm-hmm. there. I was reading about this show before we got on the, the, to talk about it and it was talking about the mascot for the show, which is the, the little guy that's in like the opening credits. And I guess I didn't see any episodes where like Chris Hardwick like interacted with them, but I guess there are some episodes where like they interacted little like mm-hmm. cupid guy yeah. or whatever, yeah. whoever it is and he has like a family like there's a whole like lore where there are other <laughs> characters mm-hmm. um why why was there a need to utilize like the very beginnings of animation to incorporate little cartoon mascots into this mtv dating show that just feels very 90s to me to be like oh look now we've got our resident mascot and his family <laughs> i don't I feel like, like that there, feels of a time, right? Like that uh-huh. doesn't feel like something that would happen now. I mean, that was very, um, Tay, I don't know if you're, I feel like the MTV did a lot of that stuff. Yeah, well, like, I feel like there were a lot of I, like, 
it would look like a highly okay it would be some sort of like whether we're talking about their beach party things or spring breaks or whatever it would be like this sort of sexually charged cool like trying to look cool but then it would be undercut by something really goofy and silly and it was supposed Mm -hmm. like it was is that random culture was still hanging around? Is that random culture or, or the beginnings, I guess, of random culture? I don't, I don't know. I mean, MTV had its own animation department. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I'm curious, you know, like that document, the documentary that came out about like Nickelodeon back in the 90s. I would love to see something similar about MTV, just how it was Me run. Because I feel like they just did, they pulled from whatever resources they had because they had an animation department. Mm-hmm. I also noticed like the music that they play in the episodes, like they will play 15 seconds of like whatever hit song like they're mm-hmm. obviously not buying rights to those songs because mtv was playing those songs so they took full advantage right. of that which we know from like daria why daria had such great music was because mm-hmm. mtv could play all those songs and then when you try to put D- daria on like dvd like oh no we can't we can't buy we rights can't to all these songs we got to replace it all so it's like i don't know like i'm not the production is 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 a lot going on because i guess they just had a lot of tools at their disposal which, I mean, that sort of reflected that kind of turn. We went from like early 90s understated grunge. And as we move into the later 90s, you move into like, it's not maximalist kind of like looks, but it's definitely a lot. Like in by the early 2000s, everything's a lot. Everything's shiny. Everything's accessorized. Everything's neon colored. Um, you know what I mean? And I feel like we went through this period in the 90s where we started moving that direction where all of a sudden everybody was wearing like 10 necklaces and like their nails were all painted different colors. And like, I feel like it sort of reflects that aesthetic. Yeah. Here's a lot. Everything's mm-hmm. a lot visually. I don't know. It reminds me of like Boz Lerman's Romeo and Juliet. Well, I was going to say just the movie Hackers. <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody went like it's look- all in your face yeah. and very colorful and very loud and. The the, the aesthetic yeah. and like the host wardrobes for sure. Um, some of J.D. McCarthy's outfits, I think today's youth would just salivate over all the the colors and the, the patterns. But uh, but it's funny how I don't know to me the people, the actual contestants, how normal they looked compared to today's mm-hmm. dating shows where everybody is just shiny, glossy, abs, perfect teeth, perfect hair. Like, these all just look like normal people, which you don't see as much on TV. I I thought that, too. They're they're dressed. The way they're dressed is just how we dress then. Yeah. None of that is an affectation. Like, Riley, those are just the clothes people wore to class. Oh, yeah. um, they're the clothes they wore out clubbing. Like, it wasn't none of that is like a I, I think that's that's really interesting, too, because when I watch like a lot of the modern dating shows, like, are you the one? And um the other one that we watch um, too hot to handle and mm-hmm. you know, all those, those kinds of things when they get dressed up, I have, I've asked Justin this question many times, like where do you think they get the outfits that they all wear? Because I could name like four websites right now, or I guarantee you they all got them from one of those four websites. Cause they have, they all have a similar vibe and mm-hmm. I've never seen them in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's the, it's the Instagram culture. It's yeah. the, it's the, this is something you'd wear, not necessarily to go anywhere, but like if you're getting dressed up for an event, that's not really an event, but it's something for influencers to take pictures of themselves and post them online with other mm. influencers. Like it's just to share online. You're rarely going to see people just out in the wild wearing stuff like that. Um, okay. But that's, that's interesting. That's the, cause I mean, then these people on these shows know they're going to become 
some form of an influencer after they know that that's going to be like they're going to get followers on social media and they can probably make money from it so it's the it's the instagram culture the influencer culture where like Mm. they're not realistic outfits they're probably not very comfortable a lot of them probably come from fast fashion websites um where you can get a bunch of stuff that all looks very similar that isn't necessarily great quality but that's why they all look the same Mm. like fashion nova is one i'm thinking of or like even like Shein, yeah. Shein, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I always I wondered that too. I do think that not having social media for singled out though benefits how the show works as a whole because you don't have a lot of these people on these dating shows have the expectation they're coming on just to like then have a social media following after these mm-hmm. people. You know, going in, I guess you only know this looking back from a now perspective. They don't they aren't expecting anything other than to go on and be absolutely goofy and silly. And mm-hmm. maybe they'll get some like kind of okay average date at the end of it. And that's it. Yep. <laughs> and they yeah. all look so happy to be there. They all look like they're having the best time. We were living in the moment more back in the nineties, you know? I mean, yeah, <laughs> it is. It, it's like a, like college double dare. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, you just want to be there to play. It's just fun and goofy. Um, except we're not going to, pick a giant nose because we're not little kids anymore we're gonna try to go on a date <laughs> yeah well like the, the the variables of questions where sometimes it's like i want to know how you feel about you know like like meeting my mom or or equal importance how much milk can you drink <laughs> show me <laughs> I gotta say, I was so thrown off when the first episode I watched, like, the questions they asked were just, like, answer questions in that second round. I don't remember them doing, like, physically doing anything. And then I watch another episode where, like, they're, like, trying to just hit a paddle ball or something. Like, how many, however many times they can. I'm like, what... What what are we what is happening? What are we doing? They brought in those physical challenges and didn't look back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... Well, and I think... I don't think there's any illusion that they're really trying to, like... I mean, that's kind of the nice thing that a lot of mm-hmm. dating shows today, especially like anytime they're calling a dating show an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> love is blind. Love is blind. I'm talking about you. Uh-huh. Love is blind. I'm looking at you. They're trying to they're trying to create this illusion that we could somehow use this to find our perfect matches. And what I like about this is like, well, we're not we're that's not, not taking happen. any of this seriously. Like none of this is real. It's yeah. all just fun. I, I appreciate that. That, that yeah. being said, that one of the consistent final round questions is, it's the end of the world. Repent or party? <laughs> 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 they asked that in several episodes. And that's a very defining I, question. Did you I see anyone those, say but, repent? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did anyone say? Some people really? say there was one episode where one of the girls said repent. And I was like, oh, all right. You're on MTV. <laughs> and it's the 90s. There's a right Party. answer to that. There's but a right answer to that question. If the four horsemen of the apocalypse have appeared, I am no longer on MTV Spring Break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my yeah. God. Now I could, I, that's Gen X. I would have thought they all say party. No, I don't know. Man. It's wild. Um, the, uh, the only other thing I did want to mention before we finish is... It had a, there was a crossover of Singled Out with Boy Meets World. Oh, really? And I feel like How that's did that import- work. That is an important, like, historical note. Uh, on an episode of Boy Meets World, uh, the older brother, Eric. Oh my God. Eric, thank you. I lost his name. I was sitting there going, Matthews, Matthews. Eric, 
Eric uh, went on singled out as a contestant and he lied and said he was a Harvard student with a <laughs> 7.0 GPA. <laughs> and he kept accidentally eliminating the girls he was trying to keep. Like Chris Hardrick would cut him off halfway through his sentence because like it was like, OK, first date, do you want naughty or nice? And he was like, well, my mom might want me to say nice. But and before he can finish, Chris Hardwick's like, all right, naughty girls are out of here. We're keeping the nice ones. And he's like, no, no, no. And like, that's the whole joke ah. is that he keeps accidentally eliminating mm. okay. the party girls and keeps like the really smart, nice girls. <laughs> and uh, at the end, he finds out that the girl that he chose had also lied to get on the show and wasn't any of the things that she was pretending to be. Oh, amazing. Well. And the part of the whole gag is that they want him on the show because his hair looks just like Chris Hardwick's. Is it really? That's look, so I, funny. I mean, that Seriously, is that hair. A, yeah. That episode's on YouTube. Like you can find if you just Google that, that on it, it or if you look it up on YouTube. Um, if you look at the two of them next to each other, they look strikingly similar. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. So there's your there's your Boy Meets World slash singled out uh, reference. Of all the crossovers, I did not expect that. Yeah, it feels right for the character Eric Matthews to have been on singled out like that mm-hmm. feels like something he would have wanted to do. Um, just before we finish talking about singled out, I should make note that like if any of you are thinking of I want to search out this 90s dating show because it sounds so bizarre. Um, it is the way that they talk about physical appearance, the way that they specifically talk about women. The I mean... It's all rough. It's all like there's a lot of like unwanted touching that happens. I don't I don't want to even say I don't know. I don't know if it was non-consensual or not. No one's asked. There's no consent is not obtained. But like as the contestants would get eliminated, sometimes on their way by, they would like reach over and kiss the person that they just eliminated them on the cheek or something Mm -hmm. like unsolicited. Um, So it's like obviously none of this is okay or would hold up. In by today's standards, and it wasn't okay then, but of course, a lot of stuff on TV wasn't then. But just to throw that out there, I mean, there's nothing. I I, I don't I don't know that that's like a content warning as much as just like know what you're know what you're watching. Sometimes, as I was rewatching, I was like, ugh, yeah. ugh I, gross. I was surprised that the reboot kept that first round is more or less all about physical attributes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a good point. Yeah, you, we didn't really talk about the reboot. They brought it back in 2018. And I don't, other than that, like, some of the contestants were IRL, meaning they were actually there. They and tried some of the contestants, so hard to work in the internet. <laughs> I know. Some of the contestants were URL, meaning you were just looking at their dating profiles, in which case you could be catfished. So that was another, like, which was little the, element to it. Yeah. If you picked a URL, it might not actually be the person you thought it was. They were going to bring it back. They should have just brought it back, but just you know, more modern, less problematic, maybe. <laughs> yes, like with a with a modern understanding of sexuality and gender yeah. and the way that we talk about physical attributes and like, I don't know, maybe eliminate the weight category. How about yeah, you? Yeah. Or the ones that just have anything to do with physicality. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the point is to not look at them, I never, I didn't get that. Like if the point is to not see them, why why are we asking questions about how they look? You know what I mean? It's true. Like, I don't know. I don't it know. it gives very much the vibe. Remember on uh, what's his name on Love Is Blind who said, "Could I carry you on my shoulders?" <laughs> oh man, shake, 
shake. Yes. And he said, it, I it, don't think love is blind. Love is blurry. <laughs> well, why are you on this show, dude? <laughs> Go on singled out. That's this is singled out. Love yeah. is blurry. It's not love is not blind because I do. Ne- I do need to know if you're tall or short, hairy or not. Blonde or brunette. I don't know. There's lots of physical categories. Can you break up a fight between Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny? (laughs) (laughs) How how well can you do an I Love Lucy impression? That's that's big for me. And something a cultural reference we all appreciate. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Well, thank thank you all for suffering through some singled out episodes for me. That was fun. It was honestly pretty enjoyable. Yeah, it was goofy. It it is of a time, but um, but it's funny at sometimes. Uh, Tay, what's up next? Uh, I want to talk about the band Letters to Cleo. Um, Yay. It's popular. I mean, I think they're still popular, but definitely in the mm-hmm. mid-90s. Uh, not any specific album. I'll make you I'll make you a, a taste greatest hit list for Letters to Cleo, but uh, one of my favorite bands. Are you, are you going to make it on Apple Music? No, or? no, I'm not. Uh, no. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Thank you, Tay. <laughs> You'll have to tell me how to access it. Okay. I'll, I'll take a <laughs> screenshot of a handwritten list and send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> then That'll mail work. it I'll via burn you pigeon. a mixtape yes can you fax it to me yes <laughs> well thank you both um, thank you listeners uh, singled out is I mean just grainy videos on YouTube is the best <laughs> you can find oh, yeah. I think I mean the, the updated series from 2018 to 2020 was on YouTube so like that's there same flavor yeah um, but uh, so we'll all listen to letters to Cleo for next week um Thank you to Maximum Fun. Uh, you can go to MaximumFun.org. There are lots of great podcasts there that you would enjoy. Um, you can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at StillBuffering at MaximumFun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Mine. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And, and I, I am, am too. Too. I don't think I'm going to like on campus that have been there I don't think so are you sure repent your party 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 <laughs> how much milk could you drink not my, it upsets <laughs> my tummy <laughs> those are the only two questions that matter when dating party no milk I am single <laughs> hi I'm Jackie Cation Hello, I'm Lori Kilmerton. We do a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show, and you could listen to it anytime you want it because there's hundreds of episodes. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing comedy forever, and we should both quit. So why don't you listen up <laughs> before we leave this not only terrible business, but this awful world. And find out why we can't. <laughs> because we love it so. <laughs> Jackie and Lori Show, every week here on MaximumFun.org. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.